Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March here with Steph Hansen. Yep. And we have Brian on the line. We can't not take a call from Brian. What's going on, sir? Hey, my friend Liz Schreiber uh, created the State Fair poster with crop art this year. Oh, oh you, it's oh, so that's lovely. So great. It's really beautiful. Brian, what are you most excited for for the fair this year? I'm not, a, I'm old school. Wild rice burgers. That's and, true. Uh, I did pickle dog last year for the first time. You did. Okay. I, I we we I remember that the wild rice burger is definitely your thing, and we always love to see you when you come out. So we'll see you when you, we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Take care. Thanks, Bye. Brian. Take care, Brian. Okay. We also have Dawn on the line. Dawn has a black licorice ice cream situation. What's going on, Dawn? Hi, Dawn. Uh, no. Hi. No. I heard you talking about black licorice ice cream, which I will definitely have to try because. Black licorice is my favorite. Oh, good. Um, but I just wanted to tell you, back when I was a kid, when that, that was in the 60s, 5-0, oh, <laughs> uh, there was Popsicle put out a black licorice Popsicle. Oh. And, it, yeah, it was only out for, like, one season, and it never came back. And I was, I was brokenhearted because it was really good. That sounds, sounds good. really good. It was. It was wonderful. But I just had to let you ladies know about that. And okay. It's, it's, it's very old history. So. I love it. Thank you, Dawn. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. See, okay. We, uh, I black actually was thinking of black popsicle. licorice popsicle. What would you, how would you do that? I don't know, but it would be good. I know. You'd, Anna's flavor, I guess. But, like, what are you putting it in? Just, I guess, like, sugar water? I mean, that's yeah. what a popsicle is. I'm so... Weirded up by that, but yeah, you're right. It sounds delicious. I mean, I'm, I'm dead. I kind of vaguely in my mind think maybe I had one once. Do you feel that? I could have. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I had a lot of black licorice as a kid. It's yeah, a lot of things. Very I was German. always seeking it out. Yeah. All right, time for top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two, will you? All right, Hanson, you go first. Okay, I am really excited about a new granola that you can order online or you can find them at markets around town. It's called Soul Grain. Okay. It has really cool packaging. It is developed by two women, and I think the flavors are really unique. So their number one seller is banana pudding granola. Okay. And it doesn't have that weird banana flavoring. Like, it kind of really does taste like banana. So it doesn't taste like Laffy Taffy? No, banana it doesn't. Laffy Taffy. It's quite Which delicious. Is delicious, too. They've also got a sweet potato casserole. Oh. So it's, that's exciting. Um, also, uh, they've got one called Neutral Nelly, which is sort of just more, um, not spiced and just kind of more straightforward oat flavor, I guess. Okay. And then uh, cocoa mango granola. They're just really tasty. Okay. So soul grain granola. Okay. New I think granola. That's, by the way, did you see that Nature Valley is putting out um, uh, like savory bars, like a white cheddar granola bar? Savory. 
No, but I can see it because those three bear oats bowls are right. delicious. Yeah, so I just I and haven't oats seen oats in I other just, countries as are eaten yeah. savory all I mean, the time. I don't. I'm I'm kind of interested in that yeah. line extension. Um, okay, my one first one is going to be this. Uh, I made this slaw, and I've made this a couple years ago. And you remember it? I do because it was. I just hit me last night. I bought. I went to a dinner party. I picked up a bunch of revival fried chicken because wasn't going to do it myself. Yeah, and. Um, they uh so I picked so I made this slaw to go with it. And this is an unripe nectarine slaw, which means to me that it's like the whole point of it is to have this sort of firm citrusy thing because nectarines, you know, when you get them at the grocery store, and I just picked them up at Cub and it was like literally hard. they're like rock hard, but yeah. that's good because then it's a firm slice. And so I matchsticked those. I did a whole bunch of fennel. I cut a fennel bulb up and like did a whole bunch of fennel rounds. And then I threw in shallots. You know, I just did a bunch of shallots. You throw in white wine vinegar, little crushed red pepper and some salt. You toss that around and then you hit it with the fronds. You know, I did the mm-hmm. fennel fronds and then uh, blue cheese. And that sounds like it doesn't sounds like it shouldn't work because it's like a citrus and it's the weird, the, and you know, the anisette of the yep. fennel and then the blue cheese. I'm telling you, it comes together in just a spectacular way. I had Shepherd's Way Blue, Big Woods Blue this week. Yes. That blue cheese is so great. And also like very mild. Like, I'll be honest, I like blue cheese, but not like heavy blue cheese. Right. Not, not like the like super funky bunk. So and also it. I'm really not into like a lot of the grocery store dressing blue cheesies. Yeah. But like I made my own blue cheese dressing for this recipe and I used the Shepherd's Way cheese. Yeah. I could eat that all day long. It was so good. That and mild. Yeah. Okay. So, and I have a friend who is like, basically like you have three chances to make me like blue cheese. <laughs> like, I would use Big Woods Blue And I was like, day. okay, well we can't. And then I have to be super strategic about it because yeah. I can't bring you in on a Roquefort. Nope. I can't go like Gorgonzola even is too much. No. Yes. Gorgonzola has such a specific funk. Yes. So Big Woods Blue. I was thinking Ama Blue, yes. you know, which is That's a fair also bowl. mild in the grocery stores. Yeah. So I was sort of thinking that, but I still think I might, I don't know. I have to figure it out. Like I have to Shepherd's Way, Big Woods Blue. I'm telling you, Stephanie. Okay, just look at me like in the having, eyes because like, I've had a lot of blue cheese, yeah. and I'm always like, oh, because I want to like it. I know you do. I know, I, like I need to like it, but I also am the person that's still cutting the brie rind off the brie. Well, that's some brie is horribly wrong. I'm you know, just, like, but you should eat them. Right? I know, okay. I know. I should also like sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my favorite either. All right, what's your second one? Sake that Ellie got me for Christmas, but don't tell her. Don't tell Ellie, you guys. I was like, here, Stephanie, you drink it because I probably never will. Uh, Okay, my second one is Johnny Pops Freezer Pops. Which Johnny Pops are amazing and awesome. Okay, and Johnny Pops, yeah. yeah. The mint chocolate Johnny Pops, the dark chocolate cherry Johnny Pops. The strawberry and cream, the mango and the root beer float. Root beer float. All good. Amazing. They have these. Made in um, St. Louis Park. Did you love, when I was a kid, I loved Freeze Pops. Yeah. And that was a distinctly summer thing that my mom would only get them in the summer and they'd have the long freezy pops. These are like that, but they're organic and more natural and just fruit juice and 25 calories, a little half. They're like half size of the full stick that you used to get when you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're great. And there's like cherry and fruit punch and grape and just taking those to bed at night when I'm watching my sex in the city. And it's really great. <laughs> Johnny Pops, Fruit Pops. They are going to be... Freezer Pops. Yeah, they're going to be at... Uh, they always are at the State Fair. They have a little kiosk oh, yeah, you're at right. the State Fair. Um, I think they're having the red, white, and blue and the rainbow ones this year Great. at the State Fair. I just think it's a refreshing choice. Like, it's a nice pickup. 
of just like, again, if you're there for a long time, if you have like a lot of things going and you want to do the entire fair day, I think that's a nice little refreshing moment. Also, if you have like grandkids or kids and you want to give your little ones a freezer pop. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to feel bad giving them one of these Johnny Pops. It's not full of all the crap. Right. They're quite good. They're very good. Made in St. Louis Park. I'll say it again. Um, all right. The, so the last one, I'm just going to say we, we tease it out, but we're going to tease that out again. We, we're going to actually follow through on this. But we are going to, oh. at the State Fair this year, you guys, we will have our own T-shirt. Ooh, Weekly dish. We've yeah. arrived. So I don't know. I kind of want to don't say what might be on it. Yeah, don't we haven't say. approved it. But if you had, if you were going to get a Weekly Dish t-shirt, what would you want on Oh, it? let's make that our Facebook okay, question. Okay, I'll go put it on the Facebook. You guys can answer, but we're kind of, we have an idea. We have a thing that we think we should put on it. But we kind of, I was thinking like, what What if we crowd surf? Like, what would that look like? What, it what, only took what us 15 years of being on the air to get a State Fair t-shirt. Come right. on. I mean. We're excited. I know. It I should be, be fun. I'm designing a couple versions of it, so we'll see. All right, so that'll be the State Fair question. And even if you don't think we can put it on a shirt, like shirt slogans, let's yeah, hear let's weekly hear dish ideas for shirt slogans, because yeah. we're all here for it. We're here. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some Big TV news. news. TV Big news. news. Big, Big news. news. Big news. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. If you didn't hear the last thing we talked about, we are going to. We're taking nominations for what should be on the Weekly Dish State Fair t-shirt. So, we've already seen a few on the Twitters. I put it on the Facebook. You can think about what you would want. Please do not say either of our faces. (laughs) That's not happening. (laughs) Oh, no, I like that. You knew I I would. I don't want any faces Uh, on the shirt. Smart and Hanson on a stick. We can go with you to your favorite restaurant. (laughs) And you can just, like, set us in the corner. And have dinner with Smarchy and Chauncey. That is really funny. Also, like, you know what mine would be? What? That day, uh, was it Bailey's or Bay Leaves? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we were talking about Bay oh Leaves Bailey's for like a whole segment Bay and like talking leaves. about putting it in rice. Oh my God, that's a really good idea. And someone Bailey's was like, Bay why are you putting leaves? Bailey's Irish cream in rice? Oh, gross. I remember that. That was yes, real. That was a good one. That was a good one. Okay, so more of that. More of that. Um, okay, so we have to talk about some TV news. Big news. Well, there's two parts to this news. Basically, that top chef, Padma, you know, was retiring. She yes. decided to retire. And the big news is that Kristen Kish is taking over as host. How do you and, feel? Well, was Kristen Kish on the same season as Justin Sutherland? No, no, no. Okay. She was on season 10. I and think. she won. And she I watched win. her. Yeah. And I, I really, I'm still watching actively then. I'm still watching. Um, Okay, I stopped kind of in the late mids, and then I came back for this last season. Oh, I don't know why, but Kurt and I ran across it. And we were like, "Oh yeah, we love Top Chef." I am excited about. Uh, I was sad about Padma leaving. Yeah, I'm very sad. I like her. I thought she was the her Cats and Gail <laughs> and Tom. I don't know. I just like them. I thought they had good chemistry. I think that that hosting job is a little less vital because they always have guest people on and yeah. so like it wasn't like a devastating blow to the entire show no i didn't think that like it lot i didn't think it was i didn't think i felt like oh bummer but i'm glad that padma's going to do whatever she wanted Correct. i didn't think that it made any that's exactly what i'm trying show. to say do you remember who first hosted the first season of top chef yeah it was um 
Was it not Ryan Seacrest, but no, wasn't it? No, it was a woman. It was Katie Lee Joel. Oh, boy, yes. It was Billy Joel's, Billy Joel's wife, wife, and she was not great. Yeah, and she ended up to go on to, like, um, she was on Good Morning America. Like, Katie Lee has a cookbook. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that it was, like, yeah. I mean, it was. She was also, I think, on like, The Chew. It was, like, one or two seasons, and then and then yeah. Padma came yep. on. So. But, um, but I mean that's amazing, and and so Kristen Kish was one of my favorites, and she did have a show. Uh, with, a few. Well, she had a show with Justin Sutherland called uh, Fast Foodies that they were doing on True TV, and I think it got picked up, and I think it's on Max mm-hmm. now, streaming. Um, and it is, uh, you know, like I think she's got such personality, and she's kind of goofy, and she's just, I think she's marvelous, and I think her food was always looked amazing to me, so I'm excited. The big, the other big news, though, is that the season that she's going to premiere upon, 20. 21. Oh, is it 21? Yeah, because okay. you just had 20, so season 21 is being shot in Wisconsin. Okay, so I was like on Milwaukee. Twitter, like... What will the challenges be? There's got to be some cheese. Oh, my God. If there's not a lot of cheese, the cheese challenge has got to be massive, and they all have to wear cheese heads. Thank you. That's funny. Okay, cranberries. Cranberries for sure. Wisconsin is home to cranberries. Yeah. Also, like, supper club or relish trays. Yeah, there's going to be some supper club stuff, you think? There's going to be some of that. Or old brandy, old fashions, like, or brandy. Maybe Corbell is a unique Wisconsin thing. Yeah, I I don't. I think they're probably going to end up. So they said it's going to be between Madison and Milwaukee. But you got to think they're also probably going to end up at the Kohler Spa. You know what I mean? Where there's a lot of food. The Kohler Spa has a ton of different food uh, things every year. What about the fish market in the Third Ward? They're going to do a fish boil. I guarantee you, they're going to be up in Door County and they're going to do a fish boil. Cherries. They got to do cherries. Door County I mean, again. And Door County is a sponsor. I was looking at the people oh, involved were? in the show and okay. Door County tourism was mentioned. For sure. So that's going to be great be for them. There. Yes. I'm excited. I hope that they do a fish boil for sure. That's going to be one of those things. Um, um, uh, fish fry. Fish fry. I mean, I mean, can you like potato pancakes, Wisconsin fish fry? So is this going to be though? So the funny part of it is like, so it's shocking to me that they've never come really to the Midwest, the upper Midwest. Have and they? I no. Oh, well, Kansas weren't they in Kansas for barbecue? Maybe I think they might. Like have been. I said, I missed a whole bunch of seasons. And I, I wonder. This is like I like. Do you think that the people, like the people, the East Coast, West Coast people, the food people, uh-huh. are going to be like, oh, Wisconsin? Like, I hope people like watch it. Well, they'll for sure watch it, especially because it is a Kristen. I mean, it'll be like the new era with Kristen Kish, and so they're going to want to see that. Yeah. It but could reboot the whole thing. I think it's a good idea that they come to the Midwest, which is, uh, you know, where a lot of food is grown, grown and the made. Basket. I really want them to do something with Quick Trip. I feel like they should totally do like a Mika meal from Quick Trip stuff. I'm going to do that on my TV show. Are you really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good That's, one. It's, it's a, a good, good one. Um, I also hope that Charlie Barron's is a... <laughs> Maybe they're going to do venison. They're going to do Charlie like... Charlie Barron's? You don't know who Charlie Barron's is? No. Oh my God. He's a comedian. Oh, and he's got like, you know, the big, he does a lot of stuff with Quick Trip. He's like actually a Quick Trip, you know, I think okay. influencer, but he's hysterical. Oh, there's that other lady too, the Wisconsin 
okay, she's an Instagrammer, and you know how they pick the algorithm. I used to see her stuff all the time, oh, and know. now I haven't in a long time. She's a Wisconsin Instagrammer. I'll find out who she is. Uh, but I'm she's just she's real yeah. funny. Follow. So he is Charlie is just like hysterical. He's got a whole like up. He's like an op guy. Like he understands yeah. that, right? So I feel like there's that. But I hope that they don't just play to our silly old things because there is some really cutting edge great stuff happening yes. in Madison and Milwaukee and the farmers market in Madison oh, is the, just amazing. I, if they don't do the farmers market in Madison, I just don't even know. Like that's got to be a thing. Um, and maybe with like, maybe they'll do something at the university, you know? I mean, UW is like one of the biggest schools in the country. So I'm sure the Badgers will be excited. Or, you know, are they Green Bay Packers? Is they could like, go to Green Bay. I don't know. They're going to be in Milwaukee. Aaron Rodgers. I mean. Some like organic sure LSD farm. But I'm sure that <laughs> he's, I'm sure that, you know, that is again, and maybe they'll go up north. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that they do. I do hope they do a hunting thing. I hope they do some like venison challenge or that something That would be like good. That. Yeah. Because there is a lot of hunting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many things, right? Beer. Well, I mean, Wisconsin beer. Well, yeah, no, there's just, beer everywhere. But Miller, I mean, True. Miller Field and just like True. beer. Right. Beer. Beer. <laughs> Keep oh saying beer. Yeah. So I don't know. Now, a lot of people were a little bit bummed that it didn't get to Minnesota first or to Minneapolis, St. Paul first before it got to Wisconsin. But, you know, there are a lot of things that happen. You know that we basically were you know, created a pitch deck and that people were like vying for it. And so that it's up to the cities to kind of put the money together and, you know, like anything, like bringing it to Wisconsin, I think in a weird way is a really great thing, even for us. And like, I like to be shiny and, and say that we have an amazing food scene and we do, but I don't mind having Wisconsin be a little shiny too. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. Okay. The woman that you need to follow, that's the Wisconsin, like Homer, her name is Alex, W-E-H-R-L-E-Y, Alex Worley. She has 103,000 followers. She's a digital creator. She's from Milwaukee. She does really funny Wisconsin Midwest memes. Okay. All right. Alex Worley. Alex Worley. Well, I'm sure that they'll have something and hopefully, you know, I will, I, I would drive to Madison and be on a challenge. Just saying. You putting it out not. there, just putting it. I would like to be a judge or like be in the audience if there's a thing. Okay, like, let's talk. That's something to think about too. Like, like I'll go who will they pull from right. in the middle? I bet you restaurant Gavin Kaysen. I will do it. Gavin Kaysen, I bet you I don't appears. Know. They don't you keep think it. they might keep it in Wisconsin? We're gonna take a quick break. You guys, we'll be right back. We were just having some Jason Mraz feels. Where has he been? Feel like I feel dancing. like it's been like 10 years. I know. Is that Where's like, who we, I don't know. That feels like a little odd. I was dancing. You were. I was dancing. You did feel like but dancing. I feel like Jason Mraz was kind of my more like, I don't know, chill guy. All right. That's know. how, that's where we're at today. Okay. All right. This is, and Lexi, I don't even know if we've ever done this segment before that we've been with you. Um, there is a sounder. If you find it, you can play it. If you can't, that's fine too. Called dribs and drabs. <laughs> And this is where there's all these little pieces of news we want to talk about, but maybe one thing isn't a whole segment, so we just lump them all together and call them the dribs and drabs. Did you find it, Lexi? Yeah, I have it. Great, let's play it. Anything else you need to talk about? Time once again for Stephanie Hansen's Dribs and Drabs. I mean, it's all kind of little dribs and drabs. Dribs and drabs. Yeah, there you go. All right, thanks, Lexi. So, something to know is something exciting. I thought the top uh, 50 independently owned restaurants were named. 
And two were named in the Twin Cities. One was Spoon and Stable with Gavin Kaysen. Not altogether a surprise. That restaurant has gotten a lot of accolades, and rightly so. But the second one that was named was Red Rabbit, which is uh, Luke Shemp and his family. And it's in a, I think we can call it an Italian spot. But it was nice to see they've worked really hard. They own the Red Cows, and they also own Red Rabbit. And it was nice to see Red Rabbit get a little bit of love because it's pizza and pasta forward, but they do do a good job. They've got a location in Minneapolis and a location in St. Paul, and they were super excited. So congratulations to them. Well done. Uh, okay. Also, uh, this is a, a did you know. A did you know. Did you know <laughs> that Trader Joe's hides stuffed animals in the store? Of course. You did? Yeah. Oh, I did not know this. Did you not know this? No, and I thought it this would be like super... a thing. Yeah, you get like a you get a lollipop if you go yeah, find so where, this, you where the Yeah, so if you like have is. little kids with you shopping, yeah. the idea That's is like actually is, part of the like yeah. the definition I'm of the place. I'm just learning this. Okay. Okay. They Some hide the co-ops do it too. Stuffed animals throughout the store, and when you find them and you go up and you tell one of the Trader Joe's workers that you have found them, they give you like a little sticker or a lollipop. And I have a friend that works at Trader Joe's. Is his retirement job. He said it's like the best job ever. Oh, really? And we were talking about it. He's like, it's so great. These little kids are like, I see it. I see it. And they get super excited. So just something kind of simple that's smart for a keeping kids interested, but also building morale with your employees because it's fun <laughs> for them. All right. Uh, have you been to a coffee shop called The Lobby in Excelsior? In the lobby of the hotel? I don't even know. Okay. Lobby coffee, the lobby coffee shop, it's called. Okay. Um, I need to look and see if it's in the hotel. It's, it is. Okay. Another person yeah. who I follow, who I think is pretty fun and great. She doesn't work at this radio station. So, <laughs> Fallon on KWB. Oh. Um, she was alerting me to this new coffee shop that she's crazy about called oh. the lobby. And I guess it is inside. Is it inside? It is a third wave coffee shop. It doesn't really say. I think it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I want to say it's. There are two blocks off of Lake Minnetonka at 234 Water Street. So probably in the Water Street Hotel. Wouldn't you think, Stephanie? I mean, I feel like that's what the deal is. Okay. Well, they have some. First of all, she's a vanilla latte girl and as am I. So she was saying that she thought they had one of the best vanilla syrups ever. I also think the Edina Roastery kids have a really good vanilla syrup. But she was uh, bowled over by a cappuccino. Now, just a regular cappuccino, right? Yeah. But they had some kind of a cream situation that they made that looked really delicious. She had a video of it. So I'm going to try to make my way to the lobby in Excelsior and have some of these signature coffees because they look like they're taking them to a whole new level. And I want you to know Water Street Inn is not. That's in Stillwater. And so this is the Hotel Excelsior. Okay. So just to be clear. So that's where I'm going to be going. Yep. Um, Also, I want to have a moment for our friends at Nyong Bistro. Yeah. Over on University Avenue. Mm-hmm. I have eaten that rabbit dumpling many times. Yeah. It's Vietnamese and French and they are closing. Yeah. And I'm real sad about it. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's after 16 years, I think. And I know. So, such a good run, but I'm still sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, sad that sure. little hidden patio was so great. Yeah. The pho there was just delicious. They used the um, pastures, uh, was it pastures of plenty? No, they use a Thousand Hills cattle farms beef there and just yum. So good. 
So I'm going to miss that. Yeah. Um, also, I'm going to miss Foxy Falafel. Sure. Erica Strait, her beet falafel. I remember the first time I had it, I just was like, wow, who even knew you could make falafel with beets? This is amazing. Yeah. The chicken shawarma salad that she had. They had a super delicious green sauce. And I'm sad about that. I would sometimes like drive over here early because it's by my talk um, just so that I could stop there. And as long as I'm lamenting places over by my talk, the naughty Greek, he's moved back to Greece and he has sold that restaurant to uh, I think it's called Feta. It's called Spicy Feta. Spicy Feta, Minnesota. Yeah. And apparently people have been and have liked it. And I'm sure I'll like it too. I just really loved the naughty Greek. So I'm just having a moment to say goodbye to him too. Okay. And I know that like things come and things go, but those were good restaurants that I felt like. Yeah. Um, also, just to be let you guys know, uh, Foxy has been overwhelmed by the support and the love. She's planning on closing on July 22nd, but they basically have people have been trying to get their last Foxy in. And so the final Foxy, they're calling it. So you just have to be patient because they have they're being overwhelmed. Yeah. And it's lovely, but it's also. And she'll when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. She'll just close. But so. just so they may like I think that they closed early yesterday so that they could prepare for today because there's so many orders. But just uh, just remember. And it's like that's the bittersweetness of it all, because, of course, you're like, where have you been the whole time? I get it. It's like a nostalgia thing. The trend that's making waves on TikTok now is one that I think you're going to have feels about. Okay. It is the girl dinner. Oh, I've, I don't even want to talk about it. I have so many feels. In fact, I specifically did not put that on the grid because I was like, we are not talking about the sexist we girl dinner. We give this any air. But we're going to, aren't we? Well, okay. the girl dinner is snack plates made by one person for consumption and enjoyment by one person, which is something this plate of cheese and olives and pistachios and a little meat and snacks is probably how you eat 90% of your days. Yes. It's like a mezza. It's like there's, there's, there's like Abendbrot. It's like the, there's so many places and things that this is just part of life. They don't have to call it. Girl, girl dinner. dinner and there's 30 million views I know, of girl I, dinner i just uh it's uh they're calling it a pleasing lunchable an artfully arranged pile of snacks that when consumed in high enough volume constitutes a meal why typical do, they do girl, this typical why? girl dinners may include some kind of fruit a block of cheddar sliced salami a slice of fancy crackers and a dish of olives girl why dinner we- is both chaotic and filling as one tiktok commenter put it requiring none of the forethought cooking or planting demanded by an actual meal is it chaotic it's a snack board these people are just eating a charcuterie board and then no preparation it- just vibes right but i mean like why is it chaotic it's i don't just- know and why is it a thing and why is it a thing why do we have to thingify it I don't know. And why do we have to like gender it? Can we? This is hugely. Can it like? Could this be man dinner? Could could, this be? Could this just be any dinner? Could this be child snack? Personal dinner. Yeah. Personal dinner. Also, I think that if you were really gonna make like a truth about it all, like the packaging of it is so crazy because the truth is like. You may have like two pickle spears from a jar, and then you'd put that, and then you're like, I'm gonna eat these last three cherries. And then you're gonna put that, and then I'm like, I take three pieces of this ham. It's almost the it leftover cleaner. Put it back. Yeah, yeah. Like that's literally the reality. Sorry, I know. I'm I trying not to. I was trying feels. not to do that, but I did it. Okay. Also, and this is kind of along the same lines of negative <laughs> negativity, oh, but I found okay. this article, and I was like, oh, Consumer Reports has an article about how to make a tasty salad. 
And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> Consumer Reports, like maybe they have like some new thoughts about lettuce or something. There's salad tech coming from Consumer Reports. Yes, Stephanie. And I'm actually going to put this on the Facebook page because it's cracking me up so bad. You can't beat the pleasure of eating a restaurant salad. Whether it's ordered from a menu, made at a salad bar, or tossed in a salad joint, you get creative mixes. And even better, someone else has done all the chopping for you. But with salads costing $15 to $20, you might not be indulging all that often. So these tips can help you create similar salads at home. Here's the tips. I don't even know what to do with this. Tip number one. No. Start with with a whole head of lettuce. Okay. Just get your mind around that. Tip two. Add cooked and fresh veggies. <laughs> Tip three. Make it a meal. Make it a meal. Add protein and extra fiber. It will keep you full longer. Did a did a salad bar write this? <laughs> Number four. This is consumer reports. This is AI, I swear to God. It's totally AI. Number four. Toss in something crunchy. This is AI. Number five. Add a flavor booster. <laughs> a salty or a sweet ingredient adds depth of flavor. For salt, choose two tablespoons of a bold cheese. Oh, a bold cheese. A bold cheese, cheese like feta, aged cheddar, or parmesan. <laughs> That's the bold cheese. <laughs> Wait a minute. I. Yeah. Did okay. they write about food often in consumer reports? I'm telling you, it stuck out to me that this was so bad. Where did how did you how did you come across this? I get like these weird newsletters and sometimes I click on stuff. Organize crunchy items, dried fruit, and any other add-ins in a divided caddy to store in your fridge or pantry. Oh my god. This will make it easier for you to see your options. <laughs> okay, and the number six okay, I can't even tip for how to make a delicious Tasty salad from Consumer Reports. Dress it up. Oh, dressing. Shocking. What a great tip. (laughs) As if it's not endemic to the entire thing. Bottled dressings can be high in sodium and additives, so make your own. Oh, is that a recipe? Tip number six. Oh. Okay, and the best part, not the best part, but one of the best parts for me was the editor's note. A version of this article also appeared in the June 2023 issue of Consumer Reports on Health. So not only have we published this piece of crap once, we've published it twice. In paper. They put it in paper. So I just thought you'd really appreciate my tips for you on how to make a tasty salad. Oh, my God. I kind of love this. Okay. And the final. Oh, we got to go? Yeah, we got to go. I was going to tell you the best uh, popular barbecue sauce. Okay. We can do that when we come back. Okay. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. I do love some Steve Lacey. I gotta be honest. I just love it. I don't guy. get it. You don't get it? No, and I've tried. Oh, okay. I've actually listened to the whole record, and I just don't um, get it. I think it's because it's a Jake Larson favorite that I tend to yeah. like a Steve Lacey moment. And I moment. can see like people, it's just not my jam. Okay, that's fair. I don't, you know, we don't have to make it a thing. Um, we make everything. We make everything a thing. We make girl dinner a thing. So why not? Uh, letting you know that tomorrow is apparently National Ice Cream Day. Oh. Just saying that. So I feel like you should make some ice cream. I'm going to make some ice cream. I just did. I made a fantastic ice cream pie. What would you make? Uh, ice cream pie? I did. I made the no-churn ice cream and I had peanut butter in it and Reese's peanut butter chips. and Okay. Yeah, it's going to be really delicious. I'm, uh, I'm going to let you know that our friends, uh, we talked about Ashley Olds at Sweet Science the yes. other day. And she has teamed up with Baby Zito, those ice cream 
crazies. And they are doing, uh, they're making a super ice cream called Neapolitan Sandwich. They've got the Zito Strawberry Fields Forever mixed with dark chocolate ice creams. And then they've got the tiniest little gluten-free ice cream sandwiches from Sweet Science. It's a collab. And they're selling it at both places. Cute. At Edina and then Uptown for BZ. And their uh, proceeds are benefiting Appetite for Change. Oh, so that's it's a so good cool. thing. So it's a good thing. Yeah. It's food truck days in St. Paul today. Oh. Oh, that, uh, what is it? Uh, Boom Island. Yeah. All the food trucks will be out there. Oh, Harriet Island. Yeah, thank you. Okay, it's the Midsummer Food Truck Extravaganza. Wrong Island. Boom is in Minneapolis. (laughs) Harriet is in St. Paul. You'd think I'd know that. Oh, my gosh. And then tomorrow is uh, the North Loop Food Truck Fair. So that's happening there. There's like food trucks. It's like they're everywhere right now. Yeah, that's good because it's taken a while for them to get back out. I know. Um, Did you see this is happening today at Lift Bridge? They're having a hot sauce festival at Lift Bridge. I did see that. I I was kind of wondering why you weren't emceeing it. I well, I know has me too. <laughs> sort of shocking. Um, I don't think that there's a need to be an MC. I think they're just having uh, hot sauce hot taste sauces. testing. They've got like face punch foods, Hell Rising hot sauce, K Mama, Love Joys. You All know, great local hot sauces. Totally great stuff. Um, they're doing their special edition barrel aged hot silhouette imperial stout, which sounds very cool. Yes, aged in an oak hot sauce barrel. Um, I think that might be, I might want to go try that. They are doing, uh, they've got La Cochinita um, food truck out there. They've got live music. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's at Liftbridge? Yeah, it's at so, Liftbridge in Stillwater. So on your way to, to Lumberjack Days. For sure. For sure. I think that's a good idea. Um, also happening, uh, it is the Hopkins Raspberry Festival all weekend long, if you're feeling like you want to go that way. Yep. And that's kind of a lovely thing to go do. It's Bastille weekend, too. Yes. Lots of stuff happened last night. And Cafe Barbette will have... Aren't they having their... They're doing um, it they're on having Sunday. a big festival. Yep, they're doing it on Sunday. Um, and then, but right now, by the way, at France 44, it's 14% off all French cheese and French grocery items. Oh. Which, if you love... I mean, like, talking about the blue cheese moment, go get some French blue cheese for a discount. Um... I also am going to let you know like how excited we are that Danny Del Prado's uh, new, he's the name of his new takeover, the takeover of the Bachelor Farmer space is going to be known as Porzana. And then they're having the downstairs Marvel bar will become Flora Room. Oh, okay. And so remember, it's going to be a modern Argentinian wood-fired steakhouse. They're doing a lot of meats there, but they have promised to also have a very large vegetarian selection. So... That's going to be exciting. That was one of the, like, when um, Butcher and Boar first opened, the original. Like, yeah, there were all these meats, but the vegetarian dishes were so good. Yeah, and that's kind of what I think you have to do these days. And it's it behooves you, you know what I mean? Yep. It just is, like, some of your my favorite, you know, steakhouse sides. Those make great veggie yeah, things. absolutely. But you have to pay attention to them. Like, they can't just do a whatever. Um, one thing I was going to tell you about that I did this last week, I was going to do it at Top 2, but... Um, I went to a little pasta pop-up in Hudson called Olio. Okay. And they were doing it at the uh, Pedro, San Pedro del Este. Yes. And they're doing it on Monday and Tuesday nights. And they're still doing it. Um, and they what we have is the chef is a Bar La Grassa alum. Um, the front of house, Riley, Yum. is a manager at San Pedro. And they are taking over the Wilder Scratch Kitchen in Bayport. So they're oh. going to launch their own little restaurant there soon. Um, but it's super cute. And I got to tell you, the pasta we had was outstanding. I mean, 
crazy good. I th- I'm going to put a blog up on Monday so you can understand it a little bit better. What was what was it? It was um we had it was like a squidding pasta. We had a couple of different pastas. Um, one of them was uh, a squidding pasta that was perfectly spicy with like little bits of shrimp Yum. and all the good things in it. Um, we also did, but I got to tell you what, this guy's focaccia, holy moly. It was like that perfect, like seared, like they kind of pan fried the focaccia. Yep. And so it was this like crispy toast, but it was so perfectly dense and oily in the Yum. right ways. Sounds good. Burrata. Thank you. I'm going to go eat that. Just have like a bread day. <laughs> I'm not mad at not that. girl dinner. Not just girl dinner. Seventy March bread day. Girl Here's dinner my plate. is bread day. You can only have bread day like once a month, though. Seriously. Um, but anyway, you can find them on Olio. O L I O is on Instagram, and that's how you in the, the you make a little reservation on talk for a Monday Tuesday dinner. It's a good thing to go do. Um, a couple other things that have opened. Uh, Luna and the Bear is now open in the Eat Street Social. Eat Street Social? Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that. Where? Which Eat Street Social? The only one. There's one. Northeast Okay, got Social it. was I'm, one, and then I'm Eat Street sorry, Social. I'm sorry, I was getting it confused with Punch Bowl Social. Yeah, I know. And they closed, but then, but so now Luna and the Bear is open, and they've given it kind of a brightness. Remember how dark that place was? Yes. It was very dark. And they've given it uh, a lot of brightness, and they have, they're doing, this is a funny thing I thought about you ex- right away. They have on their Instagram a gin and jam. So they basically, yeah. you pick a gin and a jam, and they're going to mix it up together for you. And that's delicious. I know. And, and the if thing you is, have is like, like leftover dribs and drabs of jam at home, this is something We've been to talking do. about this forever. Yes. Ever since Dorothy Stainbrook brought us her first yes. jam. And yes. we were like, wait a minute. You're telling me that I can put this jam with liquor? With this. I'm yeah. all about it. And we would just shake up those jars. Dorothy Stainbrook. Oh, yeah. Remember she those? had those great drinks. Syrup. Those are so good. Hey, it is still restaurant week. And so I just want to let you guys know throughout the weekend, we still have some restaurant week action happening. If you want to go out and support local restaurants, because if you get so sad that Foxy's gone and that non bistro has gone, maybe go support some of the locals that are trying, you know, an effort to like bring people in. I heard a great restaurant week menu description by a friend that went to Pivo, which is oh, new yes. on Main Street in Southeast Minneapolis. Um, Pivo and, River Place. Yeah, they said the place was, uh, or the menu was great. Oh, good. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, no, that's kind of a new one. There's a few other new ones that are just sort of like popping by. But I do think there's um, a lot of really, I love this too. Uh, Copper Hen has been doing brunch. Oh, okay. And they have uh, like a warm French crepe for brunch. That sounds delicious. Farmer's brunch. They've got biscuits and gravy for brunch. It's a $20 brunch and you get like two big plates. I think that's a kind of a deal. Yeah, love it. I super love that. Um, A couple other ones that were there that I was... Oh, so the El Cezanne, the Taco Kids are in Restaurant Week. So if you've been hearing about this like taco shop in, you know, a gas station... The, these guys are part of Restaurant Week and they have, um, they have done, like, they have seating in the, so you can go and actually have a course meal yep. in, a, in a gas station. <laughs> Which, it's fun. It's a convenience store. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Why shouldn't it be a thing? And apparently fun. I know. I like those guys. They're very good. I can't, it's not pulling it up for me. But anyway, so there's all that. There you go, kids. Yeah, we've go given you a lots of great information today. Take it, go forth, support your local friends. All right, everybody. Ciao, ciao.